This is the Capital Literature Podcast, bringing you investment letters in audio. The Capital Literature Podcast is a SEBITS capital service for the investment community. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. All rights belong to the respective owners. Aerial Trust Funds, 4th Quarter, 2021 The Patient Investor Slow and steady wins the race. Aerial Fund, 4Q21 3.56%. One year 30.36%. Three year 21.37%. Five year 12.33%. Ten year 14.37%. Since inception 11.50%. Aerial Appreciation Fund, 4Q21 7.06%. One year 25.86%. Three year 18.96%. Five year 10.76%. Ten year 12.76%. Since inception 10.75%. Dear fellow shareholder. The S&P 500 was already on fire when double digit returns in the fourth quarter added even more fuel. As 2021 ended, The index posted an exceptional plus 28.71% return, the seventh highest gain in the past half century. Although small and mid-cap value indices fell short of their large-cap brethren during the final quarter, they performed in line over the last 12 months, buoyed by a rebound among financials, real estate, and energy stocks. Meanwhile, the core small and mid-cap Benchmarks posted strong, albeit less robust gains for the quarter as well as the year when compared to their value counterparts and the broad market. For the three months ending December 31, 2021, Aerial Fund and Aerial Appreciation Fund lagged their primary value benchmarks. This was largely due to some weakness among our highest conviction consumer names. Still, Aerial Appreciation Fund solidly outpaced its core benchmark during the quarter and landed between the value and core indices for the full year. Meanwhile, Aerial Fund crushed both its primary and secondary benchmarks for the year. Tech and Memes To give context to these returns, it is important to note there was inequity amongst equities. The tech giants continued their pursuit of world domination with a handful of names driving the S&P 500 to 70. Record highs. Dare we recall the irrational exuberance running rampant at the turn of the century? Yes, There was the ancillary contribution from a rebound among economically sensitive areas including energy and industrials, but like the late 90s, tech stocks reigned supreme. Just seven names now make up nearly a third of the index. The largest of all, Apple, AAPL, became the first company briefly dubbed a 3T. That's a stock with a $3 trillion market cap. Within four days in late December, Tesla Incorporated, TSLA A1T, gained almost $200 billion in market cap, more than the equivalent of Ford Motor Company and General Motors Company combined. Besides the epic demand for the products and services of these companies in a pandemic, low interest rates helped bloat growth stock multiples, putting a dollar earned in the future on equal footing with one earned today. Against that backdrop, as Barron's acknowledges, investors might as well park money in promising companies whose cash flows won't ramp up for years. While the large-cap benchmarks were propelled by tech with an assist from cyclicals, the smaller company indices were buoyed by interest-rate-sensitive issues, along with the recovering energy sector. In addition, so-called meme stocks managed to hijack the narrative at times. Now a part of our vernacular, what does meme mean? 
Dictionary.com says it is a cultural item that is transmitted by repetition and replication. The New York Times explains the financial context, millions of amateur investors, stuck at home during the pandemic, piled into the stock market, too, buying up shares of all kinds of companies, even those that no one expects to earn money, like the video game retailer GameStop Corporation, GME. It so happens, GameStop's staggering plus 725% return made it the number one performing stock of 2021. Once the company grew to triple the size of the average holding in the small cap benchmark, it was kicked upstairs to the large cap index. This shift made GameStop, and stocks like it, a less pronounced part of the smaller company performance story as the year progressed. In our opinion, mean stocks are akin to a market virus, infectious, contagious and dangerous. Unlike the tech behemoths that are fast-growing and mostly highly profitable, if still overpriced, these ephemeral companies are lacking in fundamentals and inflated by whims. Like the latest variant that is expected to peak quickly, we expect no different for these crowdsourced playthings. What now? Following a barn burner year like 2021, we are not surprised by a newfound level of hand-wringing and soothsaying that has engulfed the investment environment. As the old saying goes, the market climbs a wall of worry. Tensions began running high as the year was coming to a close. Much was going well, consumers were in great shape, economic growth was robust, and the U.S. was nearing full employment. Then Omicron began to surge, supply chains remained backed up, workers quit en masse, inflation hovered at a 40-year high, and consumer confidence fell. To top it off, the Federal Reserve began to signal interest rates were set to rise. As bottom-up stock pickers, we do not manage our portfolios to any economic environment. Nor do we attempt to guess what macro issues might be at hand. That said, we are observant students of history and do not believe rising inflation is easily subdued with quick fixes. Nor do we think the Fed has practiced many perfect landings when it comes to managing the money supply. If the Fed sets rates too low, inflation can continue to run away. If rates are too high, it could trigger a recession. Like Goldilocks, just right can be a temperamental temperature. We also understand there are consequences to Fed actions. As we noted in our September 30, 2021 letter, when it comes to stocks, particularly growth stocks selling at high multiples, inflation acts as gravity. This force could create a strong pull considering today's valuations. As Barron's recently noted, the price-to-earnings ratios for growth stocks have ballooned to 31 from 22 during the pandemic, while those for value stocks have risen more modestly, to 16 from 13. The difference between the two current numbers, 15, compares with a historical average of 6. From this vantage point, we like our value hand. Sure, some of today's growth stocks are great businesses, but they are priced for near perfection and an assumption that the current environment will last forever. Meanwhile, our value names are still very good businesses that have not necessarily benefited from the confluence of recent events that are shifting in real time. Back in the 1970s, the Nifty 50 were wonderful companies that grew faster than the economy, just not as fast as the multiples at which they were priced. The same can be said of today's Magnificent 7 that has driven the broad market to record. After record. No FOMO, fear of missing out, here, there is no need to stretch. Since market timing is futile and sitting on the sidelines can be expensive, we do not hold extra cash in anticipation of things we cannot know. That said, we believe companies with moats will have the pricing power and brand loyalty to weather inflation. Our job is not to outguess or outwit the market, 
but to exploit inefficiencies by being extremely disciplined. Our job is not to think about what our returns may or may not be this year, but to think about what they will be over the next 5 to 10 years. Over the short term, anything can happen. Over the long term, we know patience wins. Our job is not to outguess or outwit the market, but to exploit inefficiencies by being extremely disciplined. Portfolio comings and goings. During the quarter, Aerial Fund added shares of leading supplier of residential thermal, comfort, and security solutions, Residio Technologies Incorporated, REZI. While the company has struggled to find its footing since being spun out of Honeywell in 2018, we see early evidence that the new management's long-term strategic vision is both achievable and not yet being embraced by investors. We view this as an opportunity to own a niche business, well-positioned to benefit from the ongoing housing recovery and a secular preference for more connected smart home solutions. We also added casino and entertainment operator, Boyd Gaming Corporation, BYD, which derives most of its revenue from high loyalty and repeat customer base. BYD also owns a minority position in online daily fantasy sportsbook FanDuel. Throughout the pandemic, the company focused on improving operations to permanently lower its expense structure. These initiatives have resulted in margin expansion, strong free cash flow, and accelerated debt repayments. While we expect margins to decline somewhat from currently elevated levels, we believe the market is underestimating the earnings power of the company. On the sell side, we successfully exited our positions in television broadcaster and magazine publisher, Meredith Corporation, MDP, as well as America's largest ski resort operator. Vail Resorts Incorporated, Mountain in Aerial Appreciation Fund, we did not eliminate any names but did initiate a position in Premier Oil Services Company, Core Laboratories NV, CLB. In response to recent headwinds within the COVID-19 operating environment, management announced additional cost cuts which should help the company achieve its free cash flow targets and reduce debt. Longer term, this asset-like business is poised to deliver modest growth in reservoir description. Increased activity in fracturing rock should increase output in well completions and fuel longer-term growth. As always, we appreciate the opportunity to serve you and welcome any questions or comments you might have. Sincerely, John W. Rogers Jr., Chairman and Co-CEO. Melody Hobson, Co-CEO and President. Aerial Fund Performance Summary. Table. The table shows the average annual total returns as of December 31, 2021. Aerial Focus Fund, 4Q21 4.95%. 1-year 21.15%. 3-year 17.61%. 5-year 10.15%. 10-year 10.99%. Since inception 6.83%. End of table. Dear Fellow Shareholder, Aerial Focus Fund gained plus 4.95% in the fourth quarter trailing the Russell 1000 Value Index which increased plus 7.77% and the S&P 500 Index which gained plus 11.03%. For the full year 2021, Aerial Focus Fund posted a strong absolute return of plus 21.15% but trailed both the Russell 1000 Value Index and the S&P 500 which rose plus 25.16% and plus 28.71%, respectively. Once again, growth stocks outperformed value in the quarter, 
while the new Omicron variant pressured some of our companies tied to a reopening of the economy. As we have discussed before, four themes summarize our assessment of the economy and the outlook for financial markets, high and persistent inflation, rising interest rates, a reopening economy, and outperformance of value stocks over growth. Our 2021 performance can be viewed through the prism of these factors. We continue to believe recent aggressive fiscal and monetary policy will drive high levels of intransient, rather than transitory, inflation. Recent inflation numbers have exceeded our hawkish predictions. While we believe the consumer price index might rise plus 4% in 2021, double the Fed target of plus 2%, it rose plus 7%, the highest level in 40 years. Aerial Focus Fund has been well positioned for this environment as natural resource and material companies such as APA Corporation, APA, and the Mosaic Company, MOS, returned plus 90.76% and plus 72.15% respectively for the year. These were our two largest holdings at year-end and have both performed well very early into 2022. Somewhat surprisingly, the price of gold has not increased with inflation as we would have expected. In fact, Barrick Gold Corporation, GOLD, declined minus 11.17% last year. Madison Square Garden Entertainment Corporation, MSGE, was also a detractor, falling minus 33.04% for the year and minus 3.21% for the fourth quarter. We think high-quality real estate like the company's New York Sports Arena and its new Sphere Entertainment Center in Las Vegas will hold value in an inflationary environment. The market has instead focused on MSGE's ill-timed acquisition of MSG Networks, MSGN, a regional sports network, and punished the stock. While we were also disappointed with the acquisition, we view the market's negative reaction as excessive. MSGE is trading at a significant discount to our calculation of its intrinsic value, even if we assign zero value to MSGN, which we do not. In our view, inflation will not just be a 2021 phenomenon. Inflationary expectations are only now working themselves into the labor market with historically low unemployment, resurgent labor unions, and higher wages. These labor cost pressures are only starting to show up in the consumer price index. The most recent producer price index showed a plus 9% year-over-year increase, the highest since it was created in 2010. Higher input prices generally lead to rising consumer prices. In our view, inflation will not just be a 2021 phenomenon. Consumer balance sheets are in excellent shape with lower unemployment and banked stimulus checks. A recent analysis from J.P. Morgan Chase, JPM, showed average checking accounts have 50% higher balances than pre-COVID. The U.S. money supply is measured by M2, a calculation that includes cash, checking accounts, and near cash such as money market securities is up plus 38% versus year-end 2019. Higher consumer cash holdings and higher money supply mean more spending and demand for goods. Some emphasize supply issues to explain current inflation. Going forward, we see very strong demand as well, too much money chasing too few goods. Rising interest rates, after a surprisingly long period of low absolute rates and negative real rates, will create a headwind. While there has been much debate about the cause of these low rates, we believe the most important factor has been the $120 billion in monthly Federal Reserve open market bond purchases and the accumulation of an $8 trillion balance sheet. The former will end, and the latter will shrink. It is not just the Fed that has aggressively purchased bonds, bidding up prices and lowering yields.
Bond traders and hedge fund managers have added to positions, confident that being on the same side as the was the wise place to be. Now as the Fed is about to become a seller of bonds rather than a buyer, Wall Street smart money is likely to follow suit. Against this backdrop, fixed income securities and bond substitutes such as high dividend paying utilities and absolute return hedge funds are substantially overpriced and are not likely to produce attractive returns going forward. This expectation of a reversion to the mean for interest rates helped 2021 performance, though not as much as we had hoped. The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury did indeed increase from plus 0.92% at the beginning of the year to plus 1.52% year-end. An underreported story was the poor performance of bonds last year. The Barclays Aggregate Index declined minus 1.67% for the year ending December compared to a return of plus 28.871% for equities as measured by the S&P 500. Interest rates have continued to climb in 2022 with the 10-year Treasury at plus 1.79% as we go to print. This move higher in rates has contributed to our good, early start to 2022. In 2021, higher rates helped many of our financial stocks. Bach Financial Corporation, BOKF, saw its net interest margin increase and returned plus 57.59% for the year and plus 18.38% in the quarter. The Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated, GEES, jumped plus 47.59% for the year and plus 1.73% in the quarter. Smaller positions in the Bank of New York Mellon Corporation, BK, and Northern Trust Corporation, NTRS, also benefited from higher rates principally with their ability to invest customer cash. Our biggest disappointment was Lazard Limited, LAZ, which declined minus 3.80% in the quarter. Lazard has relatively small lending and trading businesses compared to other investment banks. In addition, we believe the company's corporate structure continues to prevent significant institutional ownership among the index and hedge funds that are unable to invest in partnerships. A reopening of the global economy with a reduction in the severity of the pandemic has led us to invest in companies that would perform well with an end to COVID restrictions such as cancelled sports and entertainment events or companies that would benefit from pent-up demand for consumer products. Healthcare holdings such as Zimmer Biomet Holdings Incorporated, ZBH, and Hanger Incorporated, HNGR, saw demand for their elective healthcare services decline sharply as hospitals lost capacity for non-essential surgeries or orthotics. We believe those companies should see a rebound in their business as cases decline. Unfortunately, two new COVID variants turned this theme from a tailwind to a headwind in the second half of the year. First, Delta then Omicron sent COVID cases higher and both companies saw their businesses slow again. Zimmer's stock lost. Minus 13.04% in the fourth quarter while Hanger declined. Minus 17.44%. As we write, we believe Omicron cases could be nearing a peak which would allow our thesis to better play out this year. As many know, growth has beaten value soundly since 2009 principally due to the unprecedented low interest rates of this period. Growth companies, by definition, earn more of their profits in the future versus value stocks. Low interest rates discount those distant profits back to the present as comparatively high net present values at least compared to what those future earnings would be worth in a more normal interest rate environment. For the last 10 years, Aerial Focus Fund has consistently traded at lower price-slash-earnings multiples to the Russell 1000 Value Index, indicating a higher emphasis on value stocks than our primary benchmark. 
We have believed that growth's outperformance would end through a combination of mean reversion in interest rates and an economic recovery that would help traditional value sectors like industrials, financials, and cyclicals. This thesis seemed to be working at long last in early 2021 as interest rates moved higher and the economy reopened. Value stocks outperformed sharply in the first quarter and were still ahead at the end of June. But the outbreak of Delta in the summer and a risk-off one move in the market caused a flight to safety, lower rates, and a return to growth outperformance. To this point, value trailed growth by over plus 4% in the fourth quarter, contributing to the underperformance of aerial focus fund in that period. As we begin 2022, we feel more conviction around our four investment themes than at any point in recent history. Inflation is with us. Our largest holdings are well-positioned. Higher inflation and the end to quantitative easing should move interest rates back up to their historic averages, benefiting our financial holdings. At some point, we will get to the other side of COVID, and the resulting economy should be stronger bearing an unforeseen shock. In this context, we hold out the belief that value should outperform growth. Together, these outcomes would offer a strong environment given our current positioning. As always, we appreciate the opportunity to serve you and welcome any questions or comments you might have. Sincerely, Charles K. Bobrinskoy, Vice Chairman and Portfolio Manager. Dear fellow shareholder, 2021 marked another historic year for markets. Stocks overcame numerous headwinds, including a resurgence in COVID cases, rising inflation, supply chain challenges, labor shortages, and worries over the downturn in China. The MSCI Equi and S&P 500 indices delivered their third straight year of double-digit returns and recorded their best three-year performance since 1999. As such, global markets, helped by their U.S. stock constituents, outpaced international markets. Aerial Global Fund's fourth quarter and calendar year gains underperformed its primary benchmark, which was propelled by its exposure to large-cap U.S. growth stocks. Conversely, Aerial International Fund outperformed its primary benchmark one during the quarter yet lagged over the one-year period. In varying degrees of magnitude, our healthcare holdings were our biggest quarterly contributors, while consumer discretionary names and our overweight to communication services were notable detractors in the period. For the full year, the story is completely different. In keeping with our third quarter letter, stock-specific issues within communication services continue to cost us the most. Another significant headwind was the dramatic rally in cyclicals where we are underweight. Meanwhile, healthcare and consumer stocks were large contributors to both funds, whereas information technology also aided Aerial Global Fund. The Style Debate It is hard to believe it has been 10 years since Aerial launched its international and global strategies. Having navigated a decade of various periods of under and out performance, depending on the endpoint, it has become increasingly apparent our investors have found. Style-specific discussions, namely the dominance of growth at the expense of value, important when contextualizing our short and long-term performance. Although we self-identify as core with a clear intrinsic value bias, a growing chorus of clients who deploy Ariel as a value manager to diversify their international and global equity allocations have requested that we also now depict the value indices in our reporting materials. Some believe they better represent our investment discipline and portfolio characteristics. Although Ariel's portfolios have underperformed their core benchmarks, which were predominantly boosted by growth, our multi-horizon returns occasionally outpace the value indices. 
In deference to these growing requests and in concert with our belief that style-specific indices can be relevant to performance conversations, we will formally adopt the value benchmarks as a secondary measure for comparison purposes going forward. Rest assured, this decision has no impact on our bottom-up stock selection. Regardless of whether a client evaluates our portfolios against the core or value indices, it is critical to underscore, we pick stocks, not styles. Clear sector weighting differences between the core and value benchmarks can drive outcomes. Today, the core may overweight information technology, while value may overweight financials and energy. These exposures are not static and can change. Notably, we are indifferent to these weightings. Indices and benchmarks are not considered in our portfolio construction process. Our individual stock weightings reflect our conviction in the underlying business franchise, the risk-adjusted reward profile of an investment idea, as well as its contribution to diversification and overall portfolio characteristics. The goal is to create a portfolio composed of our best ideas without regard to country, sector, trend, or theme. Winning by not losing There is no way to know what styles or sectors will be in vogue, or why good stocks flounder and bad ones skyrocket for longer than one would expect. The one thing an investor can control is their adherence to an investment regimen. Market participants approach value investing in different ways. Conventional practices generally measure valuation multiples against comparable companies based on the idea that similar assets sell at similar prices. Our value approach is purposefully different and distinguished by investing with a margin of safety as evaluated by our discount to intrinsic worth. Our concentrated portfolios are custom designed to generate attractive risk-adjusted returns in the long run. As such, we believe a dollar saved is a dollar earned and view risk as a permanent impairment of capital. To that end, we prefer to incur the opportunity cost of underperforming a benchmark to the actual cost of losing money. We believe a dollar saved is a dollar earned and view risk as the permanent impairment of capital. In looking at the growth of $100 chart below and the following page, our attention to absolute instead of relative returns results in sacrificing some of the upside in strong bull markets but insulates us during big drawdowns, no matter the index. This long-standing pattern has enabled us to deliver on our primary objective of capital appreciation and secondary objective of capital preservation over a full market cycle. As always, we appreciate the opportunity to serve you and welcome any questions or comments you might have. Sincerely, Rupal J. Bansali, Chief Investment Officer, International and Global Equities. Aerial International Fund Performance Summary. Top 10 Companies, Percent of Net Assets. Microsoft Corporation 11.1. Roche Holding AG 7.6. GlaxoSmithKline PLC 6.1. Gilead Sciences Incorporated 5.8. Philip Morris International Incorporated 5.6. Baidu Incorporated 5.2. Michelin, CGDE, 3.9. Johnson & Johnson 3.8. Endesa SA 3.5. Credicor Limited 3.1. Top 10 Country Weightings, Percent of Net Assets. United States 39.08. Switzerland 8.50. Japan 7.52. United Kingdom 7.49. China 6.98. France 4.96. Germany 3.66. Spain 3.50. Brazil 3.14. Peru 3.08. Company Spotlight.
Founded in 1976, KKR and Company Incorporated, NYSE, KKR, is one of the largest and most successful global investment firms that offers alternative asset management, capital markets and insurance solutions. KKR funds invest in private equity, credit and real assets. The firm also has strategic partners that manage hedge funds. With $459 billion in assets under management as of September 30, 2021, KKR invests its own capital alongside its partner's capital. The company has attractive fundamentals, supported by positive secular trends, strong long-term investment results and healthy fundraising activity, which the market continues to underappreciate. People drive results. We believe KKR has a long track record of strong performance in wide-ranging economic and financial conditions. As investors, we know this success results from many highly skilled people working effectively together under pressure. KKR is one of only a handful of firms with the size and organizational structure to benefit from several recent trends, sustained institutional interest in alternative assets, attractive corporate valuations in different geographies and industries, and historically low interest rates. Their long-term, disciplined approach has created a culture that rewards independent thinking, and as a result, its clients benefit. Focus on fundamentals. The firm's earning power is primarily driven by strong investment performance and growth in assets under management, as well as partners' capital which increased an astounding 70% from its pre-pandemic low on March 31, 2020 to September 30, 2021. Fundamentals remain strong, while momentum across KKR remains elevated. At its investor day earlier this year, management stated they expect to raise over $100 billion, more than 20% of current assets under management, over the next two years. We believe they will exceed this goal. Management Succession On October 21, 2021, the company announced the much-anticipated promotion of co-presidents and Co-Chief Operating Officers Joe Bay and Scott Nuttall to co-CEOs. Concurrently, Henry Kravis and George Roberts were elevated to executive co-chairman of KKR's board. Bay is credited with building KKR's platform and expansion in Asia, while Nuttall was the driver behind KKR's balance sheet strategy, its public markets businesses, the firm's capital markets and insurance businesses, and its public listing in July 2018. Both joined KKR in 1996 and have spent nearly their entire careers at the firm. The board could not have made a better decision. We are grateful for our deep relationship with KKR's entire leadership team, strengthened over the last decade of ownership. Alternative investment management is an industry with favorable economics. It is long-dated capital, where clients pay fees throughout the investment process, which typically lasts 7 to 10 years. We believe the market continues to underestimate KKR's structural advantage of having a lengthy lockup period, its noteworthy fundraising abilities, and the sustainability of its incentive income. As of December 31, 2021, shares traded at $74.50, a 13% discount to our estimated private market value of $86. Manchester United, NYSE, Manu, is one of the most popular sports teams in the world with more than 1 billion fans. The 144-year-old football club plays in the English Premier League, EPL, the most watched professional sports league globally, and has won 66 trophies and 20 English league titles. The club is majority owned by the Glazer family, who also owns the National Football League, NFL, team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Manchester United's strong global brand, 
Coupled with the European free market structure which enables greater competition between franchises, provides an advantage over American counterparts constrained by salary caps and revenue-sharing requirements. While short-term noise related to the pandemic and a recent Glazer family stock sale have put pressure on shares, the company's improving business fundamentals, including successful IP monetization efforts, should translate to solid long-term performance in our view. An unmatched fanbase Viewership of Manchester United games far exceeds other major sporting events. Home matches are played at its Old Trafford Stadium, which have sold out every year from 1997 through the onset of the pandemic. The most recent season attracted capacity crowds, demonstrating that demand for live sports events has returned. We expect this trend to continue in a normalized environment. United's television viewership continues to outpace that of even the most popular U.S. sports, with an average of 45 million people tuning into each match during the most recent season. By contrast, NFL games attracted approximately 17 million viewers per game. Profitability outpaces U.S. professional sports. Manchester United's global brand drives a larger revenue base, which allows for the acquisition of top talent. As a result, we believe the company's profitability is superior to that of most U.S. professional sports teams. Like most top-tier sports teams and leagues around the world, Manchester United and its English Premier League have benefited from growing demand for live sports, which has translated into an increase in the value of its media rights, one of the largest revenue sources for sports organizations. This trend is expected to continue in international markets outside the UK. Additionally, high barriers to entry and limited supply support the team's wide moat or competitive advantage. Temporary Pressure The 2021-22 regular season began strong, with no pandemic-related constraints and the addition of superstar Cristiano Ronaldo to the roster. However, shares have been pressured following a Glazer family stock sale in October, their second such transaction in 2021. A December surge in global COVID-19 cases resulted in numerous match postponements and likely also weighed on the stock price, which was down more than 25% between the end of September and the end of December 2021. In our view, recent developments represent short-term noise and do not impact Manchester United's encouraging long-term outlook. Contrary to naysayers, we believe the Glazer family is as intently focused on improving business fundamentals as it is on winning matches. Over the last decade, the company has demonstrated impressive commercial segment growth on the back of new sponsorships and product licensing agreements. Enhancements to its merchandise distribution platforms and emerging on-trend partnership categories such as gaming should provide a long runway for further IP monetization. Continued media rights appreciation, particularly outside the UK, should also provide a tailwind. The English Premier League more than doubled the value of its US media rights agreement with NBC recently, which bodes well for the future. While the team has not captured an EPL trophy since 2013, the company's IP monetization efforts should translate into relatively high-caliber performance going forward. As of December 31, 2021, Share traded at $14.24, a 33% discount to our estimated private market value of $21.31. Residio Technologies, NYSE, Resi, is a leading supplier of comfort, thermal and security solutions to the residential market. The company was spun out of Honeywell in October 2018. Its products include controls for temperature and humidity, water heaters, furnace panels, 
water valves, and full residential security alarm systems. The company also has a business called Adi Global, which is a leading wholesale distributor of security and low-voltage electronic products found in over 150 million homes globally. These products are sold through a network of over 110,000 professional contractors and 1,200 original equipment manufacturers, as well as major retailers and online merchants. Spinning into focus During its early post-spin years, Residia was inefficient and poorly managed. Its fundamental and stock performance suffered as a result. However, the company's prudent strategic and operational review in 2020 led to a new management team. Results have been consistently positive since CEO, Jay Geldmischer, and CFO, Tony Trunzo, were installed. Together, they have strengthened the balance sheet, eliminated organizational silos, increased investment in innovation and implemented several margin enhancement initiatives. After three years of declines, earnings are now on track to grow over 60% in 2021, and the stock has rebounded strongly from its pandemic lows. Controlling a Brighter Future Despite the stock price rebound, investors remain anchored in the old residio. Many still think of it as a traditional thermostat company. While it is true that Residio's Honeywell Home Thermostat brand commands the leading market share, management has a much bolder long-term vision for the company, to be a leader in smart home controls. The company has a diverse mix of products for the entire home, including essential behind-the-wall components, such as water valve and furnace controls that help create a holistic smart home. Their technologies also help homeowners and technicians stay ahead of repairs, leaks, and other common problems by predicting and proactively managing product issues. Distributing consistent cash flow and significant growth opportunities. Residio's distribution business, Adi Global, is also underappreciated. With over 350,000 products across 195 stocking locations in 17 countries, it is the leading global distributor of low-voltage security products, and it is growing. Adi has posted 10 consecutive years of revenue growth, making it a consistent source of free cash flow to deploy towards future growth opportunities. The distribution business also feeds information to Residio's controls business, which improves its product offerings. Management has a strong vision for product expansion and digital capabilities, which supports the company's long-term plan to accelerate revenue growth and more than double consolidated operating margins from 2020 levels. The company's current valuation suggests investors are stuck in the past. Residio has a fresh management team and a clear path to a brighter future. We are excited about its excellent brand, improving free cash flow profile and vastly underappreciated growth prospects. In our view, this is an opportunity to own the next smart home leader. As of December 31, 2021, shares traded at $26.03, a 39% discount to our private market value of $42.53. Note 1, Organization Aerial Investment Trust, the trust, is a Massachusetts business trust registered under the Investment Company Act of 1940, as amended, the 1940 Act, as an open-end management investment company. Aerial Fund, Aerial Appreciation Fund, Aerial Focus Fund, Aerial International Fund and Aerial Global Fund, each, a fund and collectively, the funds, are series of the trust. Aerial Focus Fund is a non-diversified fund, all other funds are diversified. The funds issue two classes of shares, an investor class and an institutional class. The Northern Trust Company, Northern Trust, 
provides fund administration and tax reporting services for the funds in its role as sub-fund administrator engaged by the Advisor for Aerial Fund, Aerial Appreciation Fund and Aerial Focus Fund, and as fund administrator engaged by the Trust for Aerial International Fund and Aerial Global Fund. Northern Trust also acts as the fund's accounting agent and custodian. U.S. Bank Global Fund Services serves as the fund's transfer agent. Note 2. Significant Accounting Policies The following is a summary of significant accounting policies related to investments of the funds held at December 31, 2021. Securities Valuation Securities for which market quotations are readily available are valued at the last sale price on the National Securities Exchange on which such securities are primarily traded and, in the case of securities reported on the NASDAQ system, are valued based on the NASDAQ official closing price. If a last sale price or a closing price is not reported, a security shall be valued using I, the closing price on another exchange on which the security traded, if such price is made available by the pricing vendor or two, the mean between the bid and ask prices for securities for which reliable bid and ask quotations are available. Certain common stocks that trade on foreign exchanges are subject to valuation adjustments to account for the market movement between the close of a foreign market in which the security is traded and the close of the New York Stock Exchange. In the event the funds become aware of a significant event that may materially affect the value of a security, a fair value of such security will be determined in accordance with procedures established by the Board of Trustees. Investments in money market funds are valued at their closing net asset value each business day. Debt securities having a maturity over 60 days are valued using evaluated prices or matrix pricing methods determined by a pricing service which take into consideration factors such as yield, maturity, ratings, and traded prices in identical or similar securities. Short-term debt obligations having a maturity of 60 days or less are valued at amortized cost, so long as it approximates fair value. Securities and assets for which market quotations are not readily available are valued at fair value as determined in good faith by or under the direction of the Board of Trustees. Fair Value Measurements, Accounting Standards Codification TM Topic 820-10, ASC 820-10, establishes a three-tier framework for measuring fair value based on a hierarchy of inputs. The hierarchy distinguishes between market data obtained from independent sources, observable inputs, and the fund's own market assumptions, unobservable inputs. These inputs are used in determining the value of the fund's investments and are summarized below. Level 1, Quoted Prices in Active Markets for Identical Securities Level 2, Other Significant Observable Inputs, Including Quoted Prices for Similar Securities, Quoted Prices in Inactive Markets, Dealer Indications, and Inputs Corroborated by Observable Market Data Level 3, Significant Unobservable Inputs, including the fund's own assumptions in determining the fair value of investments the inputs or methodology used for valuing securities are not necessarily an indication of the risk associated with investing in those securities. The following tables summarize the inputs used as of December 31, 2021, in valuing the fund's investments carried at fair value. Level 1, Aerial Fund $3,394,833,918 Aerial Appreciation Fund $1,400,441,550 Aerial Focus Fund $70,980,252 Total Investments, Aerial Fund $3,394,833,918 
Aerial Appreciation Fund $1,400,441,550 Aerial Focus Fund $70,980,252 Notes to the Schedules of Investments, Continued, December 31, 2021, Unaudited Industry Classifications for Aerial Fund, Aerial Appreciation Fund and Aerial Focus Fund are included in the Schedules of Investments for the respective fund. Foreign currency. Securities and other assets and liabilities denominated in foreign currencies are translated into U.S. dollars on a daily basis using exchange rates obtained from an independent third party. Forward currency contracts. Aerial International Fund and Aerial Global Fund enter into forward currency contracts to provide the appropriate currency exposure related to protecting the value of securities and related receivables and payables against changes in foreign exchange rates. The primary risk associated with the fund's use of these contracts is that a counterparty will fail to fulfill its obligation to pay gains due to the fund under the contracts. This counterparty risk is mitigated by entering into forward currency contracts only with highly rated counterparties. Forward currency contracts are marked to market daily, and as noted above, any resulting unrealized gain, loss, is recorded as net unrealized appreciation, depreciation, on forward currency contracts as disclosed in the Schedules of Investments. Securities Transactions Securities transactions are accounted for on a trade date basis. Note 3. Transactions with Affiliated Companies If a fund's holding represents ownership of 5% or more of the voting securities of a company, the company is deemed to be an affiliate of a fund as defined in the 1940 Act. The following transactions were made during the period ended December 31, 2021 in securities that are deemed to be an affiliated company.